0: Can we give a welcome to all the new people here today? I know every week there's like, every week we get like, I know 40 something new people. And so I love what God's doing at Eternity Church. Uh, Welcome home. Uh, I really do believe that uh, one weekend at Eternity Church, you'll feel right at home, and so uh, we don't want to treat you like a newbie, like someone who doesn't uh, know what they're doing or not, we're just, we're all a part of the same family, amen? And so anyway, by the way, my name is Jesse, my wife Lauren just ran off to deal with one of our kids, Uh, there he is, he's coming down the front, and so uh, that's little Henry, and uh, we've been the pastors here for nine years, and we also are glad that you're here, so Last week, I preached a message called I Still Believe, all right? Uh, Can I encourage you to go get that? Who was here for I Still Believe last week? Give me a wave, right? Uh, Listen up. If you're away, if you're traveling, if you were sick, if you were lazy, whatever, you know, just... (laughs) Just let's be honest, sometimes that's the reason too. Um, Let's just go back last week and get that, okay? Uh, You need to get that I Still Believe message. Hands up if you agree that they should get it, right? They should get it. They should what? They should love it. They should share it, right? Get it, love it, share it, right? And uh, go get that. Uh, I know it'll bless you. Uh, Share it with your mates as well, right? Don't just hear a good word and uh, without you. Did you know we get something like 1,300 people downloading our podcasts every month? Did you know that? And so that's on top of what's going on in here. And so let's keep that going. Let's keep spreading the word, amen. And so if you hear a good word, you should share it with everyone that you can. I believe it's on iTunes and Spotify. It's also at myeternity.com forward slash sermons, okay? Uh, Because I believe this is a season that God is looking back and forth on the earth for a people that have built their lives and their theology on a firm foundation, amen? God is looking for people that have built their lives on the word of God that cannot be shaken. No matter what the world throws at them, it won't be moved. Amen. See, if if your theology, if your belief systems are built on experience or if they're built on circumstance or if they're built on situation, it will be moved, it will crumble and it will fall every time you have a hard situation, right? But if it's built on the word of God, You will still stand amen see what happened the 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 israelites uh, that's the old testament idea of the church uh the israelites were they were in captivity but god delivered them from egypt right uh babylon fell rome fell Hitler is gone. Uh, Napoleon is gone, right? Oppression comes and oppression goes. Governments even rise and governments fall and governments rise. But the church is still here. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ is still here. Can I get an amen? The people of God, we're still here. We're still worshipping God. We're still reading the same Word of God, and our lives are built on that firm foundation. People get so worried. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, oh, Biden, Biden, Biden. Oh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Ah, guess what? God is still here. The Word of God is still a firm foundation. I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent that's in the White House. What matters is what's in my house. Amen. It's the Word of God. Someone say amen see our foundation, it's not built on governments, my foundation it ain't built on safety it's not built on money it's not on systems foundation is built on Jesus Christ, according to the word of God you stand firm in your faith listen to me, rooted in the word of God you will outlast your pain you will outlast the opposition you will outlast the enemies that are attacking your lives my friends, you will outlast it Ephesians six speaks to how how I can, having done all I can to stand, still stand, stand firm, and having done all that you can to stand, stand. What's happened in your life? A painful divorce? You're still here. You're still here. You're still here. Like, I don't know if it was your fault, if you did the wrong thing or not. I don't know, but I do know this. You're still in the house of God. You're still on the word of God. You may have messed up. You may have made a mistake. It may have all been your fault, maybe, but you're still here. Amen. Ain't nothing going to separate you from the love of God. Someone say amen. Did you lose a loved one? The devil couldn't take you out. You're still standing. Have you been abandoned by family and friends? You're still here. Come on. He needs to know it. I'm still here. Come on. Did you go through financial ruin? Bankruptcy? Did a deal not go how you wanted it? Did you get ripped off? Guess what? Still here. Lost your job? Still standing. Depression and anxiety? Still standing here. Amen. Somebody needs to yell it out and let the devil know. I'm still standing. Come on, say it with me. I'm I'm still standing. standing. You can't take me out, devil. Amen. Come on, someone say amen. Amen. I'm still standing. But anyway, that was last week's sermon. Should probably preach this week's sermon though, right? Last week's was good, you know, and I still believe the sermon titled, I still believe last week amen i'm preaching another one for you today so come on touch your neighbor say get ready for freedom come on turn to the other neighbor say get ready for freedom we're going to go to acts chapter 16 and i'm going to get you to bookmark uh acts 16 19 to 40 because we're going to get there in about 45 minutes and, um, but in the meantime, I want to set it up for you a little bit, okay? And so Acts chapter 16 starts out... I'm just kidding, about 45 minutes, like 42 max, right? It'll be all right. And uh, Acts chapter 16 starts out uh, with Paul meeting a dude named Timothy and uh paul wanted timothy to come on a ministry trip with him right it'd be kind of like me i'm not saying that i'm like you know that i'm as good as paul but you know you definitely didn't win that lottery um but it'd be like it'd be like um me pastor jesse i'm the pastor church and i met some young guy out there and i'm like man the calling of god is on your life you sense the anointing of the lord on your life i'm gonna pray with you i'm gonna train you and teach you how to be a minister of the gospel let's go let's go do this right and uh so paul found this young guy timothy and he's like you got to come with me we're going to do this now timothy he has a jewish mother and a greek father and they're all believers in jesus christ um but so that um but so that the jewish people that they were ministering to would um accept them and listen to them paul felt they should circumcise timothy in case anyone notices that he's not circumcised Personally, I don't understand what was going on in that time of uh, human history where you could be on a journey and somebody like, listen, drop your pants. You know, I don't know what that was all about, but evidently there was a chance that someone would notice. And so they're like, we're going to take care of this. Uh, Even more interestingly enough, Paul did the circumcision himself. Can I just say to all the men staff at Eternity Church, how fortunate and blessed you are that I am your lead pastor, not Paul. Mhm. Just want you to know that right now, right? Anyway, someone say move on now, right? (coughs) Right now, right? After this whole situation, they go for a walk, Timothy was limping, but they went for a walk and they're on their way to Asia and and the Holy Spirit uh, wouldn't let them go, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about when you have that moment where you want to do something the Holy Spirit's like, "Uh, not today, buddy. Come on, you ain't going there, right? Y'all have those moments, right? It says that they tried to enter Bethania, uh, but the Holy Spirit would not allow them to, right? Uh, You ever have that? Like Sometimes you've got some great plan to do some fantastic thing, but something is stopping you something's in your way. You know, can I tell you right now, it's not always the devil that gets in your way. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to get in your way, right? We're all like, we get so obsessed with blaming everything on the devil. You know, we're like, oh, I'm trying so hard, but the the devil's in my way, you know? And we're like, in Australia, y'all have like uh, Barbie dolls here. In Australia, the little girls, they'll say, "Uh, Dolly did it, right? And what they mean by that is the little Barbie doll did it. The the little girl, she'll make a mistake. She'll break something or she'll lose something. And she'll be like, Dolly did it, you know? It's this thing over there. Dolly did it, you know? Kind of like how as believers, we blame everything on the devil. We're like, the devil did it, you know? like the devil did it right and we sometimes we even do that with our own sin oh that devil you know and yeah 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 he he, he made you log on to that site yep that's what he did no you did it yeah. right right come on sometimes and uh we we get like that sometimes when we want to do something great for God and, and something gets in our way and we're immediately like oh, oh the devil's in my way but sometimes it's not the devil sometimes the holy spirit gets in your way come on when, when you're trying so hard to do something, instead of immediately blaming the devil, it's time to stop and pray and say, God, why aren't this working? Might be the devil, or it might be the Holy Spirit trying to protect you from something bad on the other side. Might be the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you could do that, but I've got a way better way. If only you would stop and listen, if only you would stop and ask me. See, that just, but, you know, sometimes the, the, the Holy Spirit is just saying, "You know, no, no, stop, stop, don't go to Bethanya, don't go to Bethanya, stop, 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 stop. And, and, and then somebody's like, oh, the devil's in my way, and the Holy Spirit's like, I am not the devil. Right. Right. right? Like, think about how insulting that is when you haven't even stopped to inquire of the Lord, right? Like, God, are you trying to tell me something right now? Are you putting a roadblock up here right now? I remember when I, um, when I wanted to join the police force, we had just had uh, baby Judah, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> at this point, I did not like um, ministry anymore. Um, I was pretty confident that it's the worst job in the entire world, um, and then, and, and to get in the police force where I lived, you needed to, you couldn't have any more than 12 tickets, or in, in, in America, 12 moving violations, moving, moving violations, right? You couldn't have any more than 12 of those. Sorry, you couldn't have 12. 12 was the cutoff, right? So you could have 11 or less and uh, and so when, when I, I applied to join the, the police force and, and I got excited about it in the middle of the process. See, I saw that 11 tickets. I'm like, for sure, I could have had 12 but I've only got 11. The Lord is in this. Come on. The Lord is in this. There must have been a time I speed a lot. Y'all know I speed a lot, don't you, right? Like some y'all know because not only have I told you but you've seen me you've seen me fly past you on the interstate and you've been like what was that and you catch up to to, to flip me a finger or something and you, oh that's my pastor you know <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that I wasn't gonna do that you know and and so y'all know that I speed a lot and and so I'm like God you must have protected me you must have blinded the eyes of the unbelievers as I drove past one day so I didn't get another ticket I, you're, you're for sure in this so uh, I, I'm in the middle of the process of past the physical, the psychological and all this gear. And then finally this letter from Victoria Police comes in the mail and I'm like, this is it. This is the day, this letter, it's the letter that says you have been accepted but no, it was my 12th ticket. <laughs> Maybe Jesus didn't want me in the police force. I remember at that moment being like, that devil got in my way. Number one, I couldn't even blame him because he hardly ever takes the wheel. You know, like, you know, I, I, it, it wasn't the devil. It was me, you know. But I tell you what, Jesus didn't want me in the police force. You know, I, I was so angry I wanted out of ministry. But Jesus didn't want me in the police force. He wanted me in the ministry. Amen. See, one night Paul's having a dream because what happened was uh, the Holy Spirit would not allow them to go to Bithynia. And and I imagine that he pro- he was like, man, why, why can't I get into this country? What What's stopping me getting into this country, you know? Like, why can't I get in? God, what's going on here? He has a dream that night and... And the Holy Spirit, you know, speaks to him through a vision where he's invited to come preach in a place called Macedonia, or if you're hungry, macadamia. And uh, and when he gets there, when they get to Macedonia, because he's obedient to God almost every time, it's fantastic. Uh, When they get there, he's full of the Holy Spirit, and they're just going around helping people and praying for people, and and they're seeing people get healed, and people are getting set free, and people are getting delivered, and, and, and miracles are happening all over the place, Right? Uh, this is Paul and, and Silas. And, 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 and at one point, there's this demon-possessed gal that's just following them around everywhere, just chanting at them. And um, and she's just yelling at them all the time, you know, like they're, they're, they're trying to pray for people. They're, they're trying to teach people. They're trying to preach. And, and there's this demon-possessed gal just yelling and just yelling at them repeatedly in the background. What's interesting is what she was yelling, right? She was yelling out... These men are from God. They're talking about how to be saved. These men are from God. They're talking about how to be saved. These men are from God. These men are from God. These men are from God. Repeat, 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 repeat. They're they're saying the right thing, but did you know that not everyone who says the right thing is of the right spirit? Just because they're Saying the right things doesn't mean it's of the right spirit. Y'all ever had that intuition in your belly? Like I'd say like so many times in my life, that's not bad pizza, that's the Holy Spirit. So many times in my life, you're just sitting in a meeting with somebody or you're talking to somebody, you're on the phone and you just got that that thing in your belly. You know what I'm talking about? Just deep down in there and you're like, man, something ain't right, you know? And, uh, and, and I, I want to tell you, don't ever ignore that without going to prayer. Yeah. Don't ever ignore that without going to prayer first, you know. Like, uh, like I'm always going to be like, all right, God, what are you saying right now? Is this you? God, are you speaking to me right now? You know, kind of just like when, when something gets in your way, you shouldn't ignore that and just pretend or just assume that's the devil. What you should do is pray and ask God, hey, God, is this you or do I need to pray harder? God's going to be like, you need to work harder and push through that. Or he's going to be like, that's me stopping you. Yeah. Trust me, right? Like, you got to pray. Well, when you get that feeling, you're in that meeting, you're on that phone call, you're you're on your way to make a big decision and something's going on in in there and that intuition thing. Like, see, we are spiritual beings, right? Every one of us, even before we're saved, we're spiritual beings, right? And there's something in our spirit and you want to stop and say, God, are you trying to speak to me right now? Like, I remember this one time I was up in, uh, up in the office. Our offices used to be up here. If you knew, our offices are down the road now. And, um, but our, our offices used to be up here in this room up there. And um, we had this great big green table, best table we've ever had at this church. Pastor Sean and I love it. All the rest of the staff tolerated it. And... Um, but uh, there's, this, there's this big thing about the table, right? And uh, one day I'm up there, and I was meeting with this couple, and uh, they'd been been to our church maybe two times, and this was gonna be their third time that weekend, and and I'll, and, and they just meet you, they're brand new, and they're like, man, we love what God's doing here. God has told us that that we're called here, you know, and 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 and. and and we're called to teach and we're called to preach and we're called to lead and just, we're, we're, we're here, we're, we're locked in, we're committed. God spoke, we're going to be here. This is our church home. And, and, and something in me goes, hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ever had those kind of meetings where, where the words coming out sound right, but in your spirit, you're like, it's all wrong right? And I'm like, what is this? You know? And then they say, we're, we're here. Tell us what you want to do. What do you want us to do? And I said, well, honestly, we need some people at the, at the door, I remember this about six years ago, and I remember back then we were really struggling to get people uh, to greet at the door. And, uh, you know, we didn't have enough people there because, you know, I think at that point maybe we'd gone to two services or something. And, and I'm like, man, we need people at the door. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah cool one day, but first, this is what we're really called. Cool. We're called cool to teach, and we're called cool to preach, and we're called cool to lead. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but, but what we need right now is somebody at the door you know and and we do have other opportunities like we we do need cleaners and 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 we and we do need ushers but 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 we we really need somebody at the the door that that's what we now one day you may be called to teach and you may be called to lead and you may be called to preach but first we need to get to know you because before we can put someone on the stage we need to do what scripture says and see that you have shown yourself approved to lead people in the kingdom of god right and so I'm like, so we'll wait on that. And, and it'll probably happen if you go through that. But, but for, I need someone at the door. And they're like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, well, we'll pray about that. And we'll get back to you, but we'll see you on Sunday. And I'm like, God, I don't think they're ever coming back. And I knew in my heart just then, that I ain't ever coming back. And, and I ring my wife. I'm like, baby, they ain't ever coming back. And, and, um, and then sure enough, the next day, um, they, I got a text message. And, 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 and they said, hey, look, yeah, we've really been praying. Turns out. God was wrong. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. Like actually God's leading us another way. Y'all know what I'm saying. When the words sound right, but there's something about it. Like it comes from the wrong spirit, right? Right. From a self-promotion or from some other kind of spirit, right? And, and you need to trust the Holy Spirit does speak like that, right? It's often that intuition, the Holy Spirit putting a roadblock or a sign. And when you get that, you need to stop and spend time with the Lord, get some clarity on that situation. Can I get an amen? amen. See, there's this, there's this gal there, right? And she is, and she is, um, and she's yelling out all the right things to them. She just keeps following them around, messing with them, annoying them, yelling in in everyone's ears. And finally the apostles have had enough and they're like, all right, come on, we need you to stop. Man, this demon is giving me the scoobalus. It's a little Greek joke for the three people in the room that know Greek. All right. So they lay hands on her and they pray for her. And the demon comes out. And she gets set free now here's the thing when she gets set free the people who are profiting from her the people who are trafficking her the people who are abusing her they get ticked off you know when you find your freedom when you find your freedom from things that change you there's always going to be someone that hates your freedom when you get free When you go to another level, there's always going to be somebody that wants to bring you back to the level where you were before. And they'll do it. They'll do everything they can to get you back in bondage again, right? Every time you find freedom. Now, most of us, we're going to be like, yes, praise God. We're going to celebrate with you. Most of us are going to be so over them. We're going to rejoice with those who rejoice. We're going to mourn with those who mourn. But somebody's going to want to put you back in bondage again. What am I saying? Your drug dealer doesn't want you free of drugs. Your drug dealer doesn't want you free. They they, they don't want to miss out on that income. Come on. Your friends with benefits, oh, they don't want you free in Christ. No way. Where are they going to get their cheap pleasure from? Your your, your friends, sometimes even your close friends, won't celebrate the freedom that God brought in your life. Oh, you've changed. Oh, you're not the same old person that you used to be. Yeah, it's 15 years later. I've got five kids. I don't smoke pot anymore on a Tuesday night. Come on, right? Like, hello, you've changed. Yes, I've changed. Because I've been hanging out in the presence of God and in the house of God where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty, freedom, amen. Amen. So when you get set free, you gotta stand firm. You gotta stick with pro-freedom people, right? So many people get free from alcoholism, wonder why they ended up back on an alcoholic again because they kept going back to the bar surrounded by the bondage people. Right. Come on, right? Oh, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm gonna hang out of the brothel again. Terrible idea. Tara, you got to stick with pro-freedom people, people who celebrate your victories, people who celebrate your healing, amen, people who push you to to go further and further and further into who God created you to be, amen. Some of y'all, listen up, some of y'all need to leave those bondage people behind. Some of y'all have been set free, there's bondage people trying to get you back in bondage, trying to put you back in slavery, you need to leave them behind. Can you imagine this young lady? She gets set free. These people have been trafficking her, abusing her, making money from her disability. And this young lady gets set free and she's like, you know what? I'm going to go and live with them again. No, you got to leave them in your past. Jesus can forgive them. Yes. Jesus loves them. Yes. Jesus wants to forgive. Jesus wants to heal them. Yes, yes, yes. But can I tell you, nine times out of 10, he ain't going to use you. And if he does use you, it's going to be with an army of God's people going back there to help you stand firm while you bring them out as well. Come on, God, oh, this is a word for somebody in here. You've been trying to get free, but you keep hanging out with bondage people on your own, and they are dragging you down. And God is saying to you today, "Walk away, son. Walk away, daughter. They ain't going to help you anymore. You ain't going to live in freedom and prosperity and joy and hope until you leave them behind." I'll send some. Do you trust me? I'll send somebody else to bring them out. But you. Got- got to get out now someone in here needs to leave them uh, needs to leave them behind because when god sets you free he wants you to stay free amen the devil wants you to get back into that place the devil wants you to get back in bondage the devil wants you to put those chains back on but we need to tell the devil no i'm gonna stay 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 it's the devil i'm gonna stay free amen god's bringing freedom from slavery freedom from oppression freedom from bondage freedom from addiction God brings freedom. He's a freedom God. Can someone say amen? Amen. You know what else that I love about Paul? Paul didn't ask her, well, how'd you get in this bondage? He didn't stop and be like, man, you are annoying me. Girl, how'd you get so bound up like this? Did you hang out at the wrong place? How'd you get this demon? Were you at a seance? Right? He's like, nah, freedom in the name of Jesus. Too many people, I find, I don't know, too many people want to qualify you for freedom before they help you get the freedom. It's almost like they treat freedom like unemployment benefits, you know? Mm, but did you get fired or did you quit? How'd you get here? Yeah? Well, why are you broke? Did you, did you quit? A good job? Did you get fired for being an idiot? Like, how'd you get here? What'd you do wrong? How long have you been a drain on the system? You promise you go and look for work if I help you out right now? How did you get addicted? Well, you shouldn't have had that first joint, should you? Well, you, you shouldn't have had that first smoke. You shouldn't have done that first line. You shouldn't have took that first needle. You shouldn't have slept with that first person, right? No, no, no. The church is not in the business of qualifying people for freedom. The church is in the business of bringing people freedom. Amen. We're just straight up plan for your victory, for your healing, that you would overcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul didn't give a hoot how you got addicted. He wanted to see you set free. Us too. Your father in heaven, too. How'd you get addicted? He wants to see you set free. You better believe he's gonna he's gonna encourage you after you've been set free to stay away from all that crap. Right. To stop doing that. Hey, after freedom it might be it might be valuable to understand how you got into bondage, right? But hey, we're not here to qualify whether you deserve it or not. Come on, no, 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 no. None of us deserve it. Right. That's right. The past is the past. Yeah, How'd you get there? The past is the past some of y'all need to be like Pumba and put you behind in your past. Come on. The past is the past. Amen. Sinners in the past. There's freedom in the place today. There really is freedom in the place today. I can sense it right now. I wrote that in here, prophesying it, because I believe that's what God was saying is going to happen today. But it's true, right? Eh? You can feel that in the room. You feel that there's freedom in the room. People are going to get set free from bondage today. People are going to get set free from addictions today. I, I'm telling you right now, I believe it with all my heart that this is another Freedom Weekend at Eternity Church that, that will change your life. But you've got to listen to the word, right? So when, when you're like, yeah, thank God I'm out of church, it's not blaming me for getting in bondage. That's right, we're not. You're qualified for freedom because of the cross. But don't go back there. Don't go back there. Come on. Come on. Hey, next week, you go back there next week, we will pray for you again you go back there again, we'll pray for you again. But you are ruining your life every time you go back to that brothel. Right. Amen. People are going to get set free today. I'm going to roll through the next part of my uh, sermon pretty quick uh, because um, I'm, going to get, uh, I'm going to get the band back up here. And we're going to worship God with a prison shaken worship, yeah? How does that sound? y'all want to worship god with a prison shake and worship see i'm going to land this plane pretty early today actually and um and so i uh i'm gonna need you to not leave and i'm going to ask you to stand up in a moment so i can read the scripture um, we just do that in here because when we're standing up, we're not, you know, we're not distracted by our phone. You can get distracted when I'm preaching, when I'm talking, but I don't want you distracted when we're reading the Word. I mean, so we're going to stand up and uh, do that. I'm not, I don't want anybody to walk out of this place. We've got a couple of band members getting ready to get up. Don't worry about that. But, um, but I'm telling you, don't, don't just come here and hear a sermon and then leave without the power after the sermon from the Holy Spirit, right? And so today, if you want to experience Eternity Church and my message, my message is the the worship at the end of it as well, okay? So we're going to stick around for the whole thing. But I want you to stand up for two minutes with me right now as I read the passage here uh, from Acts 16, 19 to 40. It says, um, this is just after that bit. Um, It says, when our owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, hmm, when her drug dealer realized that his hope of making money from her was gone. When her friend with benefit realized that his hope of getting free pleasure from her was gone. When her abusers realized that their hope of making money was gone. When her alcoholic friends realized that their hope of hanging out with her was gone. You see where this is? They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them back into the marketplace to face the authorities. I'm going to go straight to verse 22. The magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. And after they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. Jailers were commanded to guard them carefully. Verse 24. When he received these orders, the jailer put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. To God, and the other, the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, someone say, suddenly, right. which often comes after a whole lot of faithfulness, right? right? Suddenly comes after a lot of faithfulness, quite often. And suddenly, there's a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. The foundations of the thing that bound them. Was sh- not just the thing that bound them, the foundations of the thing that bound them were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up <clears throat> and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword. He was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. And, and he was given the command earlier in verse 23 that he was commanded guard them carefully. But Paul shouted, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. And the jailer called for the lights. I see lights. <laughs> and he rushed in, fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I had an epiphany last night in the middle of my sermon as I read this verse. I need to share it with you. The physical freedom that God brought into their lives inspired that man to have spiritual freedom. Wow. Wow. I've had a lot of conversations lately with good friends about the difference between spiritual freedom and physical freedom. And last night I'm reading that in the middle of my sermon and I was like, oh yeah, he cares about it all. And he'll actually use the physical freedom he brings into your life to inspire spiritual freedom in somebody else's. That's why you need to get on your Instagram and your Twitter and your Facebook and you need to write letters to people if you don't have a computer and you need to start testifying about the freedom that God has brought into your life. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Verse 31. They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your whole household need to do this. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. And at the hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their hands, washed their wounds. I love that. Talk about God will use that which the devil sent to harm you, to bless you. Come on, God will use the devil's weapons to bless you. The devil, the devil wanted to, the devil did use these jailers to hurt them, to chain them and to wound them. And then God used the jailer to clean their wounds. Some of these enemies you have right now are going to become your greatest supporters. Some of them. Some of them. And immediately he and his whole house were baptised. The jailer brought them to the house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. Amen. Come on. Uh, when it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered you release, so you can go in peace. After Paul and Silas had come out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house who was saved earlier in verse 16, uh, where they met with the brothers and sisters. They encouraged them and then they left. Turn to your neighbor and say, freedom is coming. Come on, you may take your seats again and turn to your other neighbor and say, freedom is coming. Turn to your other neighbor and say, why are we being Catholic today with this up, down, up, down, up, down business? <clears throat> Getting y'all some cardio in, that's why. <clears throat> I want you to sit down for a bit because I want to unpack this last bit for you. I've got about three, four, five minutes and then we're going to get on with the time of worship. And um, listen, I mean it when I want you to stick around for this because your bladder won't break you'll be fine. The kids can wait. Your appointment, it won't matter if you're five minutes late to experience freedom in the house of God. We need this moment. I want to talk to you, we've talked about the freedom that came, I want to talk to you about why it came, how it came. You ready for that? They were put in the part of the prison that we would now call isolation. Isolation. A lot of you guys have been put in isolation i'm not just talking about last year and COVID measures and stuff i'm just talking about in your life you've been put in isolation you've been put in a prison these guards first mistake or perhaps it was an accidental moment being led by the spirit of god these guards first mistake was they put them in isolation together how about that where two or more are gathered There I am with you. Do not forsake the gathering of believers. Sing together psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Oh, you better believe it. These jailers' biggest mistakes of their entire lives was letting two Holy Spirit-filled believers get chained up together. Come on, someone say together. Come on, say it like you. Together. In the middle of the jail. Together. In the middle of the jail. When did the demon-possessed lady find freedom? When believers got together they should have been alone but they were together and together they worshipped God together they sang, listen to me there are a few different Hebrew and Greek words used for worship, one of them is when we get together and sing songs to God, it's worship and as they worshipped God, together the spirit of God began to stir in the middle of the prison in the middle of the prison all the other jailers began to hear the. sorry all the others in jail began to hear the sound of worship they weren't hearing singing they were hearing worship there's a difference between singing standing here and singing and somebody who's got a heart after god and they're worshiping god they weren't just singing they were hearing worship and the power of god that inhabited the praises and the worship of his people began to stir up a fire in that prison. The power of God began to shake the foundation of the jail cells as they worshipped God. Freedom began to shake away the very thing that kept them captives as they worshipped God together. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, my friends, there is liberty. You need to be a worshipper. You need to be a worshipper and you need to do it like in the Word of God. You need to fall in love with corporate worship together. That we don't just come and stand in a room together, but that we come and lift, lift up holy hands in worship together. That we come and that we lift our voices in praise and worship and adoration of God together. Amen. You need to get together with your friends and worship God. You need to get together with your wife and worship God together you got a problem in your marriage that you can't seem to fix. You need freedom in your marriage? Worship together in your marriage. Their worship, oh man, it gets nuts. It gets crazier, all right? You're ready for this. Check this out. Their worship brought freedom to everybody. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Everybody's chains came loose as they worshiped the Lord. The murderer's chains came loose and his prison cell opened up. The thieves' chains came loose and his prison cell opened up. The liar's chains came loose and his prison cells opened up. Straight people, gay people, come on, old people, young people, black people, white people, their prison cells will shake loose. The things that got them in prison, the things that got, it's gonna, the foundation of what put them in captivity is gonna shake, the chains are coming off, the doors are coming open, they will find freedom one in the jail found freedom because believers got together and they worshipped. When we get together and we worship here, we're bringing freedom That's right. to Iowa. Come on. Come on. Bringing freedom to Clive, to Des Moines. Yeah. We're bringing freedom to Adele, to Owen, to Audubon, yeah. to Fort Dodge, to the Quad Cities. Come on, the the worship coming from this building in the middle of Iowa brings freedom to all of Iowa. Oh, it's no wonder the devil tricked the world into shutting down churches last year. Well, where was the freedom coming from if not believers, believers getting together and calling on the name of the Lord? I ain't ever, and listen to me, I mean it. I ain't ever... Sorry, I'm being super Aussie with I ain't ever, Anna. Yeah, I have never <laughs> seen someone get free on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know someone in here is gonna be that person. You'll be like, I've seen it. I've heard about it. I bought a dog from a guy and his niece's nephew, <laughs> husbands, no wives, cat's <laughs> previous owner's great aunt got free on her own. which I'd say fantastic good on her good on her there's a reason scripture needs us together we're designed together I'm not meant to be separate from you I'm meant to be with you confess your sins to one another that you may be healed right Get together and worship the Lord. Call the elders of the church to come and lay hands on the sick. Right? This is what I'm saying. We're supposed to be. I ain't ever seen someone get free on their own. Y'all, who, come on, someone say Amen, right? Like that—that's where we get free. Someone prayed for me. Someone prayed with me. Someone worshipped with me. Someone stood with me in the presence of God. Together, we got free. So, if you need freedom, you need to worship with me. If I need freedom, I need to worship with you. We need to worship together. Need to worship in your home together. Some of y'all might be like, Well, I feel fine right now. I don't even feel like I can't even think of some chains on my life that I need. Awesome. God is so good. Thank God he broke those chains off your life. He deserves your worship because of that. Come on. You may be the person who says, I, I have never even had a chain on my life at all. Fantastic, God can break that pride off your life too. Come on, in the house of God, in the presence of God. He can break that pride right off, come on. But you know what, even if that was true, even if you were Jesus himself, that and like that, I ain't never had a chain on my life, I've never been in bondage, I've never made a mistake. Awesome. He still deserves your praise and worship because of who he is. Because he set the earth as a footstool. He set the stars in the sky. He made this thing spin at the exact right radius that and there could be life on this planet. You better believe that he deserves your praise. He deserves your worship. You need to humble yourself, get on your knees, and worship the Lord. Amen. Come on. Worship him because you're thankful worship Him because He's worthy of your worship by the way, come on see when we worship though, there's a rumble coming out of here there's a spiritual rumble that comes out of the place where we worship God, it brings freedom to our neighbours, it brings freedom to our friend across the the creek over there in Clyde, brings freedom to our friends in downtown Des Moines, in Waukee, in Johnston come on the freest and the greatest places in the world are where there's a rumble of worship shaking the cities I think we need to shake this city right now we're going to shake some prisoners loose right now like I said some of y'all got some chains that need to be broken off We're going to fix our eyes on things above and it'll be strange how things on earth grow strangely dim. Some of us need to shake some prisons loose in our lives. We got some parents that need to leapfrog some kids today, shake some chains loose in our families. In fact, let's stand up. Don't leave. I am watching. I will write your name down. I don't know what I'll do with it, but I will write it down. Listen, we're going to go over about two minutes today, all right? Make peace with that because there's freedom coming. Can I talk to the parents for a second? You need to get more passionate in your worship. They got in front, let's leapfrog them. We need to lead them. Why? But well, for all the reasons I said, but also this, because there's some change on our kids. That our worship is going to rumble. It's going to break up. Well, thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, please visit myeternity.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.